0: to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good
1: morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That's GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are doing a complete kitchen overhaul. What does that mean? So there's so often times that people try to start making healthier changes and we do it from a food perspective, um, but it is really cool to kind of see what goes on from the back end of things. So I want to talk about some staples that I have in my kitchen, what I have all the time in my refrigerator and in my freezer. What are some cabinet staples, some uh, things that I have tools that make me really successful. Oh, yeah. So some tools that make me really successful. I was just thinking, I, um, my husband helped me out yesterday, and um, was doing some errands for me. And he is currently working on doing a 75 hard challenge. So I've come to realize that more people don't know about 75 hard than do, but it's basically like a mental toughness challenge. two forty-five 45-minute workouts, you follow an eating plan, progress pictures, 10 minutes, 10 pages of reading, and a gallon of water, right? Every day, no alcohol, no cheats, um, 75 days. If you miss any of those, you have to start over, right? It's a mental toughness challenge. So he decided to do... The core plan with Max Living. And so core plan is all the fruits and vegetables, good healthy fats, meats, um, raw unpasteurized dairy. Um, So raw cheese. Yes, you can get it at the standard grocery store. And grains. Good healthy whole grains. And so I did meal prep. And he left at 11.00 and got home at about 2.33, and I had made three meals, like three full meals, and he was one very impressed, I was impressed, Um, and I was really happy, because then we are prepared for the week that was ahead of us, so it was really awesome, but there are things that I feel like have made me more successful, or staples that I have on hand, why I have them, So even or things why I don't have certain things in my kitchen and the reasons why I don't or won't have those individual things in my kitchen. Just kind of the aspect. So I'm going to give you a visual virtual tour of my kitchen. So you'll be able to kind of know a little bit more. And even if you take away one or two of those things, you get rid of one thing and you add in another I think that it is a really, really great thing to be able to do from like just the aspect of health and wellness, right? Like we're on this journey and we're on this journey together. Sometimes those little tips and tricks, kitchen hacks-ish, if you will, are always really helpful when we're looking at sustaining this kind of long-term health journey. So before we dive down deep into that, let's talk about some news.
0: Dr. Leanne, Health News. Some
1: studies suggest that too much
0: sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Maybe. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar Protesters a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government.
1: So today's health in the
0: news,
1: (laughs) aspartame, cancer and other health risks, what you need to know. Now this uh, has come out this last week, though that being said, I would like to take note that we talked about not consuming artificial sweeteners now for well over a decade because of the carcinogenic and neurological health risks. So especially in terms of now that people's have demonized sugar, right, which we don't want to do sugar in excess, we've transitioned over to this artificial sweetener, more specifically aspartame, which are causing a plethora of health issues. So the article talks about the discovery wasn't intentional, just sloppy safety practices. So chemist James M. Schlatter was hunting for an anti-ulcer drug in his lab in 1965 when he licked his finger to pick up some paper. Astonished by an intense sweetness on his tongue, he soon traced the substance back to a beaker full of aspartic acid and phenylalanine, two occurring amino acids. As Schlatter studied the mixture further, he found that methanol, which is a simple alcohol also found in fruits and vegetables, seemed to be a key powder sweetness and aspartame as a sugar substitute was born. By 1973, aspartame joined the growing artificial sweetener market. And today, we know it by such brand names as Equal, NutraSweet, or Sugar Twin. I don't know anything about Sugar Twin, but NutraSweet and Equal would be the ones I feel like people most often know. Equal, a lot, NutraSweet as well. So what is aspartame? So aspartame is a non-nutritive sweetener, meaning it contains extremely tiny amounts of carbohydrates and doesn't provide the body with any energy or calories as sugar does. However, unlike some artificial sweeteners that are excreted from the body nearly unchanged, aspartame is metabolized and has about four calories per gram. At this point, I'm not really concerned about the calories. Um Aspartame is one of six non-nutritive sweeteners approved by the FDA. The others are a sulfame, potassium, also known as ACEK, Saccharin, which is sweet and low. Sucralose, which is Splenda. Um, neotame, which is Nutame, And Advantum, which is the same name. Um, two of the six, Neotame and Advantum are derived from aspartame but have no calories and are much, much sweeter. While aspartame is about 200 times sweeter than sugar, uh, neotame and adventame are 13,000 times sweeter and 20,000 times sweeter. Um, sweeteners can be purchased in restaurants and homes. Um, obviously, the American Beverage Association uh, published an extensive report on Aspartame. So a study, a number of studies have found correlation between artificial sweeteners and various health issues such as migraines, depression, heart disease, cognitive, behavioral, and developmental issues, and the development of diabetes, dementia, and cancer, which you think the average person is drinking sugar-free or low sugar um to stop the process of diabetes, which inevitably they found correlation between artificial sweeteners and diabetes and cancer. So the expert committee on food additives, a joint advisory committee, concluded um, that they're like, we don't really think that as long as you do it in moderation that it's really that problematic. Um, But they've come out more recently to say that what they're finding is that um, it is now in 2023, for the first time, the World Health Organization, who, International Agency for Research on Cancer, the IARC, the IARC just now announced that aspartame should be categorized as possibly carcinogenic to humans due to its potential link. To cancer more specifically liver cancer the decision that was published in the lancet oncology placed aspartame in the same category um as very hot drinks over 149 degrees and the the reason why is because that hot causes damage to the cells so then it has to shift which causes um cellular changes, which then can lead to abnormal changes, which could lead to cancer. Um, Observational studies in human saw an association between aspartame and liver, breast, and lymphoma cancers, as well as an impact on type 2 diabetes. You know, but obviously, they're always like, much more research needs to be done One reason for concern is that the methyl group added to reduce bitterness is partially converted into formaldehyde, a chemical that can be toxic in high doses when metabolized by the body. Drinking one liter of diet soda with 300 milligrams of aspartame will be converted into 60 milligrams of formaldehyde, according to a 2021 narrative review literature on aspartame so let's talk about products that contain aspartame because we've been talking about this for a while and I don't think that people realize the amount of artificial sweetener that they're actually consuming I read one article and they're like yeah but you would have to have 18 sodas in order for you to reach the level and you're like "Is that's an 8 ounce can from what it was done not the what I think it's 16 12 ounce 12 ounce cans 16 is the screw one most people are drinking more than one, but it's not just in the soda. Like we just think about sodas. When you're looking at not only tabletop sweeteners, it's added to your chewing gum. It's added to cold breakfast cereals, several different types of beverages. So when you're looking at like what types of uh, beverages, mostly zero sugar or diet sodas. So if you're like, oh my gosh, it's fine. I'm just drinking diet soda, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, Diet Snapple, Fanta Zero, Sprite Zero, Crystal Light, Wyler's Light, W Y L E R, Wyler's Light. You know, um, my kids were somewhere recently and they had this big thing of purple drink. And I'm like, they're like, oh, it's just Crystal Light. And I was like, no, we, we got to pass. Like there's other things that we can drink that aren't so sugar-free gum, like Trident, Extra, Wrigley, Mentos. Um, obviously, the tabletop sweetener NutraSweet Equal that you might add to your coffee. Gelatin-based products such as sugar-free Jello or Royal Gelatin. I think this is big. Um, like a big trend is the ice cream machine. What's it called? The Ninja Creamy. Ninja creamy, and everyone's like, add sugar-free Jello, add sugar-free Jello, add sugar-free pudding, that's full of it. So you might not be drinking a dozen different sodas a day to reach the carcinogenic amount, but you're having it from all of these other areas: syrups, uh, Mrs. Butterworth syrup, the free free syrup, log cabin sugar-free syrup. You're consuming it. Then there are so many different types. Of areas on like where you're actually consuming it. And I think that's the problem again is that we just see a couple of these things, but like Slim Fast Optima, um, the like mio Squirt waters, sugar free jelly, for example, not just Jell O, Jelly. Um, obviously, you like the sugar free candies, the sugar free gummies all the drinks if it's sugar free. So not just sodas, you're looking at like the snapples and the iced tea, Pedialyte, um, a lot of the keto, right, like keto yogurts, aspartame's in it. And so when I say the vi- people's vitamins are in it, uh, it it's in the vitamin. So there's all these different areas and aspects of where these people are getting the aspartame in their diet. And so it might not just be with soda, but then you're getting these little bits every single day. And we can't figure out why we have all of these developed neurological responses when it comes to it, because it really can cause um, quite a bit of study. A 2022 study in France found that people who consumed aspartame were at an increased risk of stroke. In another study published last year, Israel researchers found that artificial sweeteners altered the participants population of gut microbiomes when i was uh very nauseous when i was pregnant with my second i remember i had had a newer ob ob and um i said you know i'm sucking on mint she goes make sure they're not sugar-free she said those sugar-free ones will just cause an absolute wreck to your gut and i'm like okay I will ensure that, but just those aspects when you're like, hey, we told you not to take it. We knew it was carcinogenic. We knew it caused neurological issues. World Health Organization comes out, you know, last week and's like, um, hey, just an FYI, there are um, five thousand different foods and drinks that aspartame is sweetened with, um, and by the way, it causes instant coffee different dairy products. Like When I tell you it is everywhere, you have to start reading ingredients because you might say, I'm too busy and it doesn't matter. But when you get that leukemia diagnosis or that cancer diagnosis, it will matter. And you would wish to go back and take the easier road of just reading labels. But knowledge and power and with that comes action. So lessen the amount of artificial sweetener you're eating because we know it causes carcinogenic and neurological damage. So One thing that I don't have in my kitchen is anything with aspartame or artificial sweeteners. It's a good place to start. And a great lead-in to talk about what else is not in my kitchen next. You're
0: listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: Welcome back.
0: that another day. we're going to have a good day. And That's right. And
1: want to do You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about a complete kitchen overhaul. I want to give you tools to be successful in your health journey. That's through chiropractic, that's through nutrition, detoxification, gut-related issues, all of those aspects. My goal is to help you be successful. And so um, this is one aspect of health, right? Uh, You can eat right and exercise, but if you're not getting adjusted, your nervous system isn't firing. You can get adjusted and exercise, but if you're not eating right, Someone once told me abs are made in the kitchen. (laughs) So we talked a little bit about how one thing that you will not see in my kitchen are artificial sweeteners. It is one aspect that from a health standpoint, it's just a, it's a no-go. And honestly, if I had the choice to choose sugar, like if I had to, someone was trusting my arm and they're like, you have to have this regular ice cream full of sugar or this sugar-free ice cream full of artificial sweeteners. I would choose the real sugar every time. Every time. Now, unfortunately, no one's been twisting my arm making me eat ice cream. But if they did, that would be the scenario I would choose. So here we are. Now, another thing that you will not find in my kitchen are is a microwave. It's so funny. When people are new to our house, they go to warm something up and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I have a convection oven. You know, it's kind of interesting uh, that microwave ovens are banned in certain countries in Europe Denmark, Finland, Norway, Sweden, Russia. People in those countries use other cooking methods. How can you ever heat up something without the microwave? Stovetop, baking, slow cooking. Right? Like we use our little mini baby convection oven. It's just like a little countertop oven. A lot. (laughs) Like a lot. A lot. I use it. Like how do you melt butter? There you go. How do you boil water? I have a kettle on top of the stove and I fill it up and then I turn the stove on. And the heat underneath the kettle boils water. And that's how I make tea. That's how I make coffee right people wonder we'll we'll get to coffee here in a, in a minute, but um like that there's I don't feel like I am lost honestly, it's so funny because I went to my in-laws and they needed something warmed up in the microwave and i I didn't even know how the the buttons worked <laughs> I'm like how oh, what am I what am I supposed to do with this right like how do you turn it on um it was I, I felt. It felt a little bit foreign. And there are reasons why I don't use microwaves. Um, One for the most part that you find is that we eat really good, clean, healthy foods. And the problem that they have looked at through this is that when you have a microwave, it literally sends microwaves, little waves, like what what does that mean like they're sending those little waves through the food and the design of those microwaves it's little electromagnetic fields that go in and they take a water content and it vibrates it to create heat right it's always so interesting when i first started the convection oven number 1 the plate was hot and i'm like oh my gosh the plate is so hot cuz i was just used to plates being hot when you pull them out of the microwave we had them as a kid um but then, too, it like cooks on the outside and the inside's still cold. Like, you have to like mix things up quite a bit more in a little convection oven than you would with the microwave. What they and if you remember this, um, like as a kid or if you're a little bit older, um, remember as a kid, you like push your face up against the microwave and they're like, no, 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 move your face away from the glass. Like, it's going to like melt your face off. And you're like, nope, just, uh, just affecting the value of nutrients in your food. And you can say over and over again it hasn't, but there are time and time and time, there are multiple studies that confirm that what happens is they actually looked at the nutrient density that was coming. Like I value, I, I spend more money on organic. Um, and so they they did. They looked at the nutrient value that came with food that was microwaved and it changed the nutrient value exponentially. Think about it, moms and dads, if you already had a little kid and they have a bottle, breast milk or formula, can you microwave it? And the answer is no. Because what they found, um, it was a letter that was published in 1989 in the Journal of Lancets. Um, they actually looked at summarizing research showing that microwave treatments of milk formula produced hazardous changes in amino acids. Amino acids are the building block of proteins that could lead to structural, functional, and immunological changes, um, right? Like it, it changes the structure of the food. Um, they found that um, looking at the milk's cholesterol content, like the good healthy fat, yes, cholesterol is not a bad thing. You do need it. Uh, The researchers determined that uh, microwaving heat was, quote, highly detrimental to quality compared to other heating methods due to its unique heating mechanism. So they found microwave heating far more than any other method, caused a significant increase in the level of carcinogenic cholesterol oxidation products, putting a big question mark on the use of microwave ovens in processing and preparation. Um, You'll hear often too about how there was a new nurse who put a bag of blood in the microwave right? Blood has to be warm. You can't put cold blood in a human. So they have to warm it up beforehand. And she warmed it up via the microwave and made sure it was still an appropriate body temperature, put it in, the patient immediately Died because it changed the chemistry of the blood enough that the, the body couldn't process and it passed away. The other thing that I see so much of now is that Containers that are considered, quote, microwave-safe are not. So a 2014 study documented phthalate migration. Phthalate is um, their hormone disruptors. It's a chemical. From microwavable containers were not supposed to contain plasticizers. Moreover, even when the plastics are not involved microwaving, has the potential to trigger migration of toxic substance depending on the type of containers or food packaging into the food itself. Um, For example, microwave popcorn bags are lined with chemicals that break down into POFAs, which are forever toxins. It's a toxin linked to infertility and cancer also found in Teflon pots and pans, right? And we warm up Teflon. So it, it increases that even more. So as a result of microwaving, the PFOAs, uh, migrate into the popcorn oil, where it produces concentrations that are hundreds of times higher than even from non-cookware. We did. Po- and listen, we have fun at my house. I promise you, I am not like a giant mean mom that's a curmudgeon. We had a we had friends over and we watched the Mario movie with the littles and we had popcorn night. But I took real popcorn, non-GMO kernels, popped them in coconut oil. And then added some grass-fed butter and some pink Himalayan fine ground sea salt. It was delicious. When I tell you I made a huge container and there was not one piece of popcorn left, it was highly, highly uh, prized. I was actually really proud of myself. My husband, the next night, goes, can we do movie night tonight? I said, do you want to do another movie night, or do you just want me to make you some popcorn after the kids go down? He's like, "Popcorn after the kids go down." I'm like, "You don't even want to share your popcorn with the kids, do you?" <laughs> <laughs> Parents of small killed uh, kids will understand that. That you're like, "No, it's spicy." Um. So again, Soviet scientist documented the first decrease in nutritional value by some accounts from 60 to 90% decline. So it notably decreased the bioavailability and absorption of the vitamins and minerals and lowered the metabolic activity of the key substances in raw fruits and raw cooked or frozen vegetables, even when microwave for a short time. They found that individuals who ingested microwave foods had a higher percentage of cancer cells in their blood, a degeneration of their immune system and body's ability to protect itself from malignant tumors, digestive system disorders and gradual destruction of digestive and excretory systems and a statistically higher incidence of stomach and intestinal cancers right so does it maybe take me five extra minutes and you're like yes but it's time or money on the front end or time or money on the back end so one thing that you will not see in my kitchen are microwaves if you're just tuning in you're listening to maximize your life i'm dr leanne schluter Another thing that you won't see in my house is plastic containers. It is a this is a very, again, easy lateral shift is that instead of plastic containers, we just do glass. We store and we reheat in the convection oven in glass. Um I have to replace the lids often, you know, but the they're it's not expensive, especially you can get them on a sale. Um, a lot of the big box stores have them where you can get lots of them. And we obviously don't cook in the convection oven with the lid. Once the food cools down, we put the lid on, we store it in the fridge, we take it off, and we reheat it in the glass. So that's that's an easy, right? Plastic or glass, um, it's really not that different in terms of storing and shifting. But it does make – especially I've got little kids. And so when we talk about cancer – and infertility. You know, I want my kids to live long, healthy, happy lives. If they decide that they want to start a family eventually at some point, I want them to have that ability. And the decisions in the that I make now, as simple as what we are warming up their food in, makes a massive difference on their overall health, right? So you won't see any plastic in our home. Another one is you won't see any... K-cups, plastic coffee cups, or white coffee liners. Reason being, those white paper products that you see are likely that because they're dyed, they're bleached. And so when you take a white bleached coffee liner and then you put scalding hot coffee water, right? Coffee is very acidic, so it leaches even more. And you pour it over there. I just wonder what is actually getting in the coffee. Or we say, hey, here's this little super convenient cup that we're just going to pop into this Keurig, which could or could not have mold in the back, but likely does, even if you rinse it out with vinegar. But then we see, we're like, oh, goodness, we're going to put it in this plastic cup and we're going to run with aluminum tin foil on the top, right? Like that's aluminum foil. We're going to put scalding hot water and we're going to run it through there. You're like, what are you consuming with the coffee? And so again, you think you probably just have no fun and hate coffee. That would be untrue. Coffee is my favorite. Like I actually like the cup. I did this metabolic reset a couple months ago. And part of it is you don't have anything added in your coffee. If you're going to do coffee, it has to be black. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like there's no way. Like I feel like black coffee is what like You're going to get mad. But I feel like like, that's like a 60-year-old man thing, right? Like black coffee. Nope. No, it's not. It's also a me thing. Now, I love black coffee. I like the taste of coffee. I enjoy coffee. But I also enjoy coffee without um, plastic or aluminum or bleach in it and you think, well, I don't taste that. You don't have to taste it. You don't, ha- you don't have to taste it. It's happening. You're consuming it. And we look at levels of toxicity and how crazy and high they can be. That would be an aspect. So um, how do I drink my coffee? You wonder. And um, French press. French press. Now, again, I'm going to talk to the average person who in their mind thinks my girlfriend's actually over. Like she's another holistic chiropractor. She had come up this past weekend and I said, Hey, I have this organic cold brew coffee or I can just make you some hot coffee. And she goes, how? And I said, well, like, I have a French press. She goes, oh, that is a lot of work. And I said, I, I turn the stove on, like just the little like flick of the wrist to like turn on the stove top to like boil water. And I do grind my beans fresh. You don't have to do that. I prefer it. And so I just grind it, a want, 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 couple pushes of the button on the coffee grinder, and then I pour that into the French press. and then when the water boils, I just pour the boiling water over and plunge it down. Like so all in all, like I don't. Have, I don't have to stand and watch to make sure the water boils. So all in all, like workload is 30 to 45 seconds so I think we're pretty safe right so like we still do these things I still drink coffee I still warm up my food it's just there are certain aspects that I will not have in my kitchen and those are some of them so what are some absolutes in the kitchen that I cannot live without I will tell you what they are next
0: you're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at Freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne.
1: welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about complete kitchen overhauls. I touched base on what I will not have in my kitchen. I want to let you in on some insights of my most valued, precious things in my kitchen that have helped me with my health journey. Number one, and I shared this earlier with my radio producer and he was very surprised about what this is. I would say this is number one, what I have found to make me be most successful with what I need to do. Meal prep, healthy eating is a sharp knife. <laughs> it sounds crazy when you say it out loud. When I tell you I have a knife sharpener and a couple like really quality sharp knives. Now this doesn't have to be like an investment that breaks the bank. Um you can grab like a decent knife. These are not necessarily like top of the line, like But like medium of the line, sturdy enough knives that I spend maybe $35, $40 on. So grab one or two of them and get a knife sharpener. I have one of the ones that has like a handle. It has like thin and thick. And then there's like another side with like foreign style cut knives. I don't really use that side. There's four options I really utilize too. Um, Do I know the difference between the two? I do not. Um, I use them both. Now, when I tell you that um, I realized that this was a desire and not a problem per se, but one that I really truly did care about, I recently got invited. Um, well, I mean, I was it was a forced invite. It was a family function. Um, so we were going up to uh, plan like a family birthday party. And so everyone was kind of like bringing in a dish and we were traveling from out of town like five, six hours away. So I wasn't going to like try to track that up with all of the children I have with all of their things because they're small. Um, so I'm like, we'll just go to the store there and I can just prep all of it. So we're like cutting up watermelon, different vegetable salads. Um, and there's a couple things that i know is that this family member's house that we were going to i have i've been there before and i've tried to like meal prep and do things there and the knives that they have are likely from they're like the wooden handle ones that um i'm pretty sure were made in the 70s and the last time they were ever sharpened was probably the 70s and so you know i want to cut up like grapes for my kids it's basically like if you um, take like a wooden stick from outside and try to cut it up. You're like, oh, here's grape mush. And you're like, and, or, but there's a serrated one. And you're like, so I'm going to cut up a tomato and it's going to be this haggard, like I was doing a machete kind of chop. And you're like, why does the tomato look like that? And you're like, oh, again, because it's serrated from the 70s. I hate it. I brought my own my knives. My husband's like, did you literally bring your own knife? And I said, yeah. And I sharpened it before I came. And so my radio producer says, how often do you sharpen your knife? And I'm like, every, if not every other time. If it's not every time I use it, it's every other time. People know when they come to my house to be careful with their fingers. Because you're used to hitting your finger with your knife. You will be cut. My husband decided to chop up some vegetables. He cut himself. And I was like, you know my knives are sharp. I like it. I understand. I am not a chef. I have no culinary training. I do a lot of food prep. Totally different. I'm I'm acknowledging those are not the same things. But I can understand now when like chefs bring their own knives and you're like, do you really have to sharpen it every time? And you're like, it makes such a difference. Like I, when I tell, okay, so the meals that I prepped this last week I did, my husband wanted enchiladas. So I had to dice up onions. I made meatballs. So I diced up even more onions and bell peppers. I made homemade chicken salad. So I diced up tomatoes. Um, Well, that was the day before. Uh, Celery and eggs and like garlic, all the things. And I can chop it up quickly and effectively and efficiently because I'm not sawing at everything I need to cut up. I am telling you, we do good things, like uh, favorite things. So like I choose one of my favorite things and then I get the same thing for like my mother-in-law, my aunt-in-law, that sounds weird. That's what she is though, and then my two sister-in-laws right? On their side of the family, like you get one thing and like this is your favorite thing. They are all getting knives and knife sharpeners, number one, so that they can realize that they're all on this health journey and they've done so many like really good, awesome, healthy things. Like, oh my gosh, like this isn't miserable. Like it's not miserable to cut up vegetables because you're not hacksawing at everything. Number two, I don't have to transport knives when I go to their house and I'm meal prepping there, like, (laughs) and I'm helping. I can just grab the knife that I got them and sharpen it if it's not already sharpened. So it's a bit... It's a bit twofold, but like mostly for them, a little bit for me. But if you don't have a good quality sharp knife and you're trying to do all of these things and cut up all these vegetables and fruits, like go get a good knife sharpener and if you, if you have the money to spend on like a really fancy knife, but I can't think that mine were more than like 25 or 35 bucks. It doesn't have to be that crazy. Another one that I have in my home is for my kids. They do not have plastic cups. I told you, even like microwaving, things leach. So they get a cup and they go outside. I also am not going to give them glass because those hoodlums uh, break everything and I respect my things and don't wanna pick little shards of glass out of everyone's feet for the next four years before they stop dropping things. So we have stainless steel cups with, uh, also they're small and they spill everything. So they have silicone lids on the top. And so that's what we do. You have to put a little bit more ice if you bring it outside in the summer because the stainless steel warms up a little bit faster. But I can put it in the microwave. I mean, they've looked at plastic cups. I'm sorry, not in the microwave, um, the dishwasher. Plastic cups in the dishwasher, even if you're not drinking out of it when it's hot, it still has effects on the plastic when you put liquid in them following. So it even if you don't put it in the dishwasher, you're washing it with hot water, Um. Plastics are a hard now, So, you know, people bring home the birthday cups and we drink out of them for a little bit and then they are trashed. Um, another one that I have are stainless steel pans. Now, here's your hint. Now, if you, um, you can go to our Facebook page, GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com, but here to see a tip, but I'm going to tell you the tip because people think that stainless steel pans are the worst. They're not. You're not. You might not be doing them correctly how do you do stainless steel pans correctly? Let me share with you. Um, You have to put the stainless steel pan on the source of heat and then you're going to turn it on. And you're going to let the the pan warm up for a couple minutes, right? Because what happens is, is that we put things on a cold pan or we put the pan on, we turn it on quick. A couple seconds later, we put oil on and then we put the food in. But metal... Constricts and expands, right? And so we have all of this process. And so it kind of allows us a little bit more to like be able to, like, once that's there, you can take a little bit of water and splash it on there. And if it like fizzles, then you're good to put your oil on. So you warm up the pan. When it's warm enough, you put your oil on. You let the oil warm up and then you put your food in. And that, my friends, is how it doesn't stick. I don't have a problem with it. So if you hate it, the process you might be doing just could maybe be better. Um, stainless steel, cast iron is another one that people use. I can say personally, I don't use that as much. We we're pretty set on the stainless steel and we don't have a problem with it. So I looked what type and source. I, you know, mine are old pans. I've probably had them for 12 or 15 years. I think ours are like Better Home and Garden. I tried to look because there was a pan that I wanted to replace and I don't even know that they make it anymore. So <laughs> I look, there's a lot of different good quality types of stainless steel pans that you can grab online. You just get those. The last thing in terms of a staple, there's a lot of other things, but I only have an hour for the show. The other thing that you have is the oils that are standard in my home. I have three that are standard that I have. Um, I have two warm oils and one cold oil. What does that mean? The cold oil is extra virgin olive oil, that is one that has a lower heat temperature, uh, becomes rancid at a lower heat temperature. So that is one that is a cold one. So salad dressings, if I make hummus, um, those the olive oil is a cold oil that doesn't touch the grill, that doesn't go in the oven. My warm oils are coconut oil and avocado oil. Avocado is a liquid at room temperature. So that's uh, if I'm like roasting vegetables and I don't want to melt the coconut oil to, to put it over the vegetables. If we're grilling, we'll often use the avocado oil where coconut oil is really great for, I'll put that on the bottom if we're making eggs or popcorn is one that I referenced earlier. So those are kind of the oils that are standard in our house. They are always there. We kind of go back and forth on what we use, but olive oil is always a cold oil. Fun fact Uh, I went through with a patient and we had her, she was cooking, she was grilling with olive oil. So you're looking at 400 plus degrees Fahrenheit with olive oil. And she's like, my doctor is going to dismiss me because my cholesterol keeps going up and I don't want to take a statin. And so we did some functional medicine testing with her, kind of dive down a little bit. One of the functional medicine testing looks at your omega imbalance, 3s, 6s, 9s, trans fats, inflammatory. And so I said, this kind of looks like you're cooking omega-3s. And she's like, well, I am, or, uh, with olive oil. And so she cut it out. Now, granted, we also did some detoxification. We supported the liver. Um, we filled in some nutritional deficiencies and gaps. And her cholesterol dropped like 40 plus points within um, just about six or seven months. So like when you start taking things out that are causing inflammation, then you watch cellular cycles start to change. So it's all kind of the big picture on what we do at Greenwood Family Chiropractic. It's whole body healing. It's health and wellness. It's we want to be alongside of you through your health journey. If it starts off with headaches, neck pain, and back pain, that's okay. But regardless, we are here to help. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853 greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com that's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation go get that sharp knife look forward to next week but always remember that your power is on